0: Today's daf is and we are at the Mishnah on dafzadik zaynavaddez. So the Gemara, the Mishnah is continuing to discuss the theme of the 11th parakim asachdis which is almona ni As mentioned yesterday, one of the t'nai suba that every husband obligates himself to when he gets married is he tells his wife that in the event that he dies before her, she will be an almona she will be allowed to continue to live in his house. And not just that, his Yarshim, the assignment that yarshin, his estate, will be obligated to support this Almona from his estate. So yesterday, that there are many Chidushim, many Kulis in this Halacha of Almona Nizoyimus Minechse Yashimus. So although technically the almana who wants to collect money or collect mezainahs from the bali chayv, from the Yisoyim, It should be no different than an ordinary bali However, Chachamim didn't treat her as an ordinary bal chayv, but rather they instituted certain kulas. One particular kula that the Gemara is going to discuss in today's da'af is the halacha that the almana, if she would like, can go into the estate of the Yisoyim, confiscate property or take it and sell it. And she could do it even shaloy bebezden. Now, although we saw yesterday that she could do it shaloy bebezden, the riff in the sugya speaks out based on really a mefurish sugya and perka mafkid and the sech t'zbov that is mavur that although she can sell it shaloy bebezden, however, she does have to sell it alpim mumchen, meaning she can't decide overnight that she woke up a real estate mogul and she knows exactly what this real estate is worth and she's going to go to one of her friends and she's going to sign a, a contract and she's going to sell it. It has to be done, I'll pee some counsel. So whereas, if someone's going to do it, Bez, then it would have to be done. And Bezen had their own way of appraising properties and, and their way of approving transactions. She didn't have to go through that process. But it would have to be done. At least three Hediotas would have to oversee the transactions. So that's a special kula that the Chachamim gave this almana when she's trying to collect the that she's allowed to sell the property of her husband of her late husband, so that she will be able to raise the funds in order for her to be able to sustain herself. We saw in the Mishnah, an important machleki is Reb Shimon and Rav Shimon says that this Kula was only said with regards to Mezayinah. So only if she's selling property for Mezayinah is she allowed to sell Shaloi Bebezdin. But for example, to raise money to pay up her Ksuba, that's something she wouldn't be able to do. Chachamim, argue. Chachamim said that meaning even an Almona mino who doesn't get Mezayinah, it's only an Almona Men that gets Mezayinah. And Almona Men and Arusa herself, her husband was alive, her husband wasn't obligated to give her Mezayinah. So certainly now that she's an Ammonim in Eris and the husband's not obligated to give her mazayinus, but even an Ammonim in Eris in Selich can do the same thing. She can take her late husband's possession, sell it, Shalai And in other words, this Kula wasn't only stated with regards to the halach of mezaynus, but it was said with regards to her being able to collect her ksuba as well. Why would the chachamim make this kulah? According to Rab Shimon, only regarding mezaynus. According to the chachamim, for her to collect her mezaynus or a ksuba. Either way, why would the chachamim make this kulah? So we saw in the Gemara, Machleik is Ula. rabbi Ula said Mishumchina. rabbi Yechonan said Lafisha in Adam roitzes that this is to be And According to Ula, it was more of a takanas chachamim. The chachamim were concerned that it should be not too difficult for a woman to collect her ksuba because if it's going to be difficult for a woman to collect ksuba, she may be disincentivized, less inclined to get married. Apparently marriage was very financially motivated once upon a time, and if it's going to be difficult for a woman to collect her ksuba at the tail end of her marriage, when her marriage is terminated, then maybe she's not going to want to get married. So we gave certain coolers to the woman when it comes time to collect her ksuba, or to Reb Shimon, only to collect her mazayinus, but it, it, there's a svar of mishumchino, we want marriage to be appealing in the eyes of, of women, so that they will get married, so that men will have who to marry. Rabbi Yochanan said a different reason, that it's not so much a ta'konos chachamim, as much as there was an umdenah, there's some sort of giloi that the husband, when he obligated himself with this tanai bez, and he probably had in mind that she should be able to collect, even in this fashion, because men would usually not want their wives to have to go through the rigors of, of the court system, it was Eina Lefich Voidah. It would be a Bezayim for her. And there's an Umden of Eina Demreitse Shetespazah Ishter Bebezen. The Gemara said an Avkemina between Ula's Pshat of Chino and Rabbi Echeren's Pshat of Eina Demreitse Shetespazah Ishter Bebezen is not an Ammona, but rather a Grusha. A Grusha, you have the Svar of khina, You don't have the Svar of at Demreitse Shetespazah Ishter Bebezen. And that's the Gemara that we saw yesterday. So either way, we pick up the second Mishnah over here on this topic, which is on Tzadik midbase. Amid Beis. Now, before we start the Mishnah, there's just one other thing that needs to be pointed out, and that is there was a Gemara earlier, in the Masechah, where the Gemara said a Halacha that the woman, in the event, the Amona, attempts to collect her Ksuba, and certainly if she collects it so that she sells part of her Ksuba or she pledges part of her ksuba so the halacha is a la mazaina. She forfeits her right to Mizoina. So So once the woman attempts to collect her ksuba, she or certainly if she would collect her k'suba. And even if she didn't collect it, meaning the money didn't come into her hands physically, but rather she sold it or she pledged it or something along those lines, the is she would forfeit her Well See, Rabbi Shimon argues, Rabbi Shimon takes this halacha a step further, and says that even if she didn't sell her entire ksuba, she only sold a chelik of her ksuba, that too would impact her ability to collect mezunahs, once she sells a chelik of her ksuba, that's enough for her not to get him. It says the Mishnah, Mach ksuba a woman that sold her ksuba, or she sold even miktsas, part of her ksuba, mishkeno, she pledged it as collateral, ksuba asa, or part of ksuba, not ksuba she gave her ksuba to somebody else as a gift, ay or only part of her ksuba she gave to somebody as a gift, laalach is timkar es hashar el and at that point, if she wants to sell the balance of what she wants for her ksuba, she could only do it in Bezna. The Gemara is going to say that the tana of this Mishnah is Reb Shimon. And Reb Shimon, Mashma. Number one, Reb Shimon that holds that once a woman sells a chalik of her ksuba, she now loses her right to Mazinus. And Reb Shimon, Lashitasa, in the previous ministry that holds that the only time a woman's allowed to sell Shaloi Bebezdin is for her Mazinus. So, being that she could only sell for Mazinus, and once she sold the chalik of her she now cannot sell anymore Shaloi Bebezdin. It's for that reason, Laitim like Karas Ashar. And the Chachamim argue. The Chachamim say that just because somebody sold a Chelik of her Ksuba doesn't impact anything. And the reason is because the Chachamim argued with Reb Shimon on both points. Number one, the Chachamim hold that you don't forfeit your right to Mizayinah just by selling a part of your Ksuba. Number two, the Chachamim hold that you could even sell what's Owed to you for ksuba shaloi babezin. So, either way, this halacha, for two reasons, wouldn't apply according to the chacham. Because seves lamazain this we talked about on Shabbos' daf, that when a woman sells her the Yisoyimim's possessions for either Ksuba or Mezoyimim, she should write very clearly what she's selling for Mezoyimim. We saw that's Machlik Yisam That was Shabbos's daf. Additionally, a Grusha lay Timker as al- we talked about at the end of yesterday's daf, that a Grusha's only allowed to sell in be-ezin. She can't sell Chutzla Bezden. Posh Shabshat, the Mishnah's going coin to Reb there There, Reb holds that you're only allowed to sell Chutzla for Mezoyimim. You can't sell Chutzla for Ksuba uh- Grusha doesn't have misleynist. An Almoner gets misleynist, but a Grusha doesn't get misleynist. Says the Gemara, Masni who is the Tanah, the Mishnah, so the Rish the Mishnah, said, that Machra Ksubasa, if she sold part of her Ksuba, then the Halacha, she can no longer sell anything outside of Bezdin. The whole right that she has to sell Chutzla Besden is as long as she didn't sell part of her Ksuba. Once she sells part of her Ksuba, she forfeits her right to sell Chutzla Besden, says the Gemara. Masni Samani, Rav Shemini, the Tanah, even if she only sold part of it, that alone is enough to say that of the she loses her Mizainas. Oh, Shimon holds that if you sell part of your Ksuba you're no longer entitled to Mizainas. Shimon also holds on the Mishnah, on Sadiq Aleph, that the only time you're allowed to sell is for Mizainas. So you take the two Rabshimens together, and what you get is the halacha, the first halacha in our Mishnah. That's what the Gemara says. Masnisamani Rab He says the Gemara. So we have here an interesting machoikas. A woman who sells her ksuba. She's owed ksuba by the yashim. She goes and she sells the schus that she has to collect her ksuba. The halacha is in la She forfeits her right. To what if she only sells part of it? She has a ksuba for $1,000 and she sells $500. Does she lose her ksuba? Does she not lose her ksuba? It's the makhlekes Shimon. the Chachamim. The Chachamim says she doesn't lose her ksuba. Rav Shimon says she does lose her ksuba. So how do you understand the makhlekes? So the Gemara entertains a very interesting biur in what the makhlekes might be. The Chachamim hold that when the Torah says, or when the Chachamim says, because this is a Dinder this is not a Dinder Ereisa, that as long as you have your ksubah outstanding, you're entitled to Mazaynas, it means, even if you have a little bit of your Ksuba. So although I sold part of it, but I still have part of it, and being that I still have part of it, the mikzas that I have is as if I have the whole thing, it's as if I didn't sell anything, and it's for that reason that I could still get Mazaynas. Whereas Reb Shimon says, lo Kesef that, being that I sold part of it and I'm only left with a little, the little that I have or the half that I have is not considered as if I have it all. And therefore, if I don't have the ksuba outstanding, I'm no longer entitled to mezainah. So it's a little bit of an eccentric beer in the machloikis from Shimon al the But the Gemara says that maybe, Ulai, that is the beer of the machloikis. And if that's the beer of the machloikis, the Gemara asks, I have therefore a steroh. In Reb Shimon, and the Chachamin, based on this explanation, the Tanya we learned in a Bryson, a completely unrelated The Hu Isha B'Vsula, had in last week's parasha. Kangodal is only allowed to marry a B'Sula. is not allowed to marry a Ba'ula. Says the Gemara, Prat, Lip, Geresh, I call it mayor says that from the fact that a kengodol has to marry basula, we learn that a kengodol is not allowed to marry a bai Why? Because a bai is no longer a basula. She basula, as we'll see in the Gemara, that she doesn't lose all her basula, but she loses mixas basula. So if the Torah says that you have to marry basula. Bai is excluded; she's not considered basula. Both <laughs> say. That it's Kasha B'Begaris, that she's allowed to marry B'Garis. So, what's the Gemara's Kasha? It says in the Torah that a Kangadil has to marry Basula. A B'Garis has us Basula. Is mixas Basula considered Basula, or is it not considered Basula? It seems to be a Machlakistanot. Rameir says a Kangadil is not allowed to marry a bagaris. Why? Because she only has Mikzas, and Mikzas Basulum doesn't make her a Basula. Reb Shimon says that a King Gadol is allowed to marry a Bigeris. Why? Because the fact that she has Mikzas is as if she has all the Basulim. So if Rab Shimon holds that Mikzas Basulim is like all the Basulim, then so too Mikzas Kesef should be like all the kasef. So a woman, listen to this sushtel, that sells part of her ksuba, she still has part of her ksuba, it should be as if she has her hoax ksuba. And it's as if she has her hoax ksuba, a woman who has an outstanding ksuba is entitled to mezzainis. So she should be entitled to mezzainis. So the Gemara says, the Gemara accepts the kasha. However, the Gemara gives a terence. that the makhloikis, Reb and the Chachamim over the year, is based on how to understand psockim. Meaning, really, Reb holds that, Miksas is not Kekuloi. The reason Rav holds that a Congolus is allowed to marry a Psulo, because when it says, Isha B'Vsuleo, it means, Afilu Mikzas so that a Bigeris who has Miksas B'Sulem would be considered a it's because it's a special limut. Why? So Rameir says, had the Torah written, the Huisha Bissula, meaning not Bivsula, had adjusted Bissula, then I would have thought, I feel mixed as Bissula. That a is included. She's considered a Bissula because she has mixed as Bissula. Bissula, when the Torah said Bissula, oh, teaches me how to That's how I know that she has to have all the Bissula. That's why Ramiya Shita is that a is excluded from the who Huisha Bissula. It says there's two extra. Had Gosha is in this Pasik, number one, the end of the Pasik, bisula, and even the beginning of the Pasik, the Bay is bivsula, and that teaches maybe Kedarak, that the only time she's not considered a bisula is she was Nivela Kedaraka, but if she was Nivela Kedaraka, she knew there was a bisula, and therefore she's mutter to her Kangala, Savri, that bisula had it said bisula Shlema Mashma, then I would have thought it's Shlema. Why would I have thought that? Because that's Rebshimin that Rabbi Shimon says that if you have part of something it's not as if you have the whole thing. The only reason, Rab Shimon holds over here, that Mikzas B'Sulem makes this woman a besula and therefore, Obigeris is considered a B'Sulo, she's to is because it says ha, and that teaches me, Afilu Mikzas B'Sule. Rabbi Shimon argues with regards to the halacha of Shaloi as well, and he says that the word at the beginning of the word, teaches me, Sheyi uko and even though if she's nivolous, like a dark, she technically doesn't lose a basulim, still the Allah is going to be that she's going to be usher to a kain gadol, because some chisorin in Besulea, there is, even if there's only a, a B'esh Leikidak. You have to understand how that works. But either way, what the Gemara is saying is, it's not a stira. Really, Rabshimin is of the opinion that if somebody has a little bit of the ksuba, it's not as if you have the whole ksuba. I, how come by, by Geres, when you have a little bit of and you're considered a Besula? There's a special limud. It doesn't say bisula. It says ha. And it's from the Besulea that I learned that. It's only because of the Pasig. Without the Pasig, without the Pasig, Besula would mean even would mean dafka a basula shalema and a baigeris would be excluded the only reason she's included is because you have a special pusik of bifsuleha with regards to a Baigeris not being a basula so this is something that we talked about in sakhdisi obviously this gemar the gemar just quoted is a gemar of, of Zivalmes, but it was also an eluniris name it was an eluniris name in eluniris we have the halacha of Baigeris being a shinoi haguf number one number two we had the sugi of Yesh Bogor Bekever or Aim Bogor Bekever. What's the sugi of Yesh Bogor Bekever? When does, a woman become a, when does a girl become a Begeverist? Six months after she becomes a Naira, she becomes a Begeverist. Mark declared a very interesting Shiloh. What would be if a girl who's 12 and a half years old dies? Or a little younger than 12 and a half years old. She's 12 years and three months and she dies. Now, three months pass after she already died. Is she treated halachically now as a bigeris, or is she not treated as a bageris? So the Gemara entertains a tzad that yesh baga begever. And one of the big kashas that nachrenim wonder in the sugev yesh baga is, how does it stim? Because Pashi understand that a bigeris isn't just a, a time lapse, but something actually happens when a woman becomes a bigeris. There's a shino yaguf. What's the shiniyaguf? So Posh, you would think it's Cyrus related. After you learn this Sugyo, it's maybe more b'sulim related. But either way, there is a shiniyaguf, and that shiniyaguf is not something that could happen bekever. So that's one of the shailas that we talked about. What we learned and Iris that how could the Gemara have a tzad of Yesh or bekever if? Bagrus involves some sort of Shini Gov. You can't have that Shini yaguf. Once the girl dies, there's not going to be a Shini anymore. But one nice, that we talked about when we learned Kida Eliniris, is the Toys V'srit, right in the beginning of Perik Eluniris. The halacha of the knas of Oynes and is only true by a Naira. The Knaas of the true by a But a bagaris is certainly excluded. Someone's Ma'anas and mafata a girl that's 12 and a half years old or older, there's no halacha of... And the question is, why not? It's a Pashit. It says Naira Naira comes to exclude the Baigeras. But uh, the ritz says very nicely, it says not the pshat. The reason is because every Baigeris is not a Basula anymore. And it says Mafurish in the Torah it says, before in the Torah, that the aloha of knas, o'inus is only for a besula, once she's not a besula anymore, right, mo'er, a is, once she's not a besula anymore, you don't have the aloha anymore of knas, a bageres is no longer viewed as a besula, that's this sugir right here, that there's even a Kano uh, in rammer, that says that a kongod who has to marry a besula, is not allowed to marry a bageres. She's not considered a besula, she's not considered a besula, therefore she's a smite from the knas of o'inus Mafata. either way, we return to a regular program, ahi itza, uh, the tofsakos of the caste, but there was a woman that was old Ksuba. She was old Mezaynas. And she went to the estate of the Yosayimim and she grabbed, she was toifeis, a silver Kaisa silver becher. Big for her Ksuba. So apparently, although it was silver, she says, It wasn't that valuable. So it wasn't at least as valuable as the Ksuba. There was still some remaining Ksuba left over. In other words, what she did was, is she took a chelik of the Ksuba. Katava and now she wanted mezainus. So the Gemara says, Good casha. I saw the rova. So she came to rova. Amar luhu liyasmi. So the rova told the yisraelim zilu habalam mezaynis. No, she's still entitled to mezaynis. What would be the sad that she shouldn't get mezaynis? She just rebshimin that we just spoke ad in the beginning of the sugya. That being that she took miktzas over ksubo. Once she takes mixas of the ksuba, maybe she forfeits a right to mezaynus, but that's really a machloekis Shimon the Chachamim. So Rava said, lest the Chash l'hadar Rav Shimon. Nobody holds like Rav Shimon. The loyamrina mixas Kesev kolk Kesev. So we don't pass like Rav Shimon, who holds mixas Kesev kolk Kesev. And being that you still have a chelak of the ksuba outstanding, because this koyis didn't cover the entire balance of the ksuba, there is still ksuba outstanding. If there's still ksuba outstanding, so therefore there's no question she's still going to be entitled to mezaynus. So the Ritva speaks out. What's the chiddush of this ma'isa that? Jehovah had to say, what would be the Hava meaning that the Allah would be like Reb Shimon? Reb Shimon is a das Yochid. We talked over the weekend, Shabbos, that the Allah is, is never like Reb Shimon. So why would you think that the halacha over here should be like Rav Shemin, it's very posh, because it was a Stam Mishnah. The Mishnah started with a halacha, and the Gemara started, and the Gemara started, Oh, here you had a Stam Mishnah like Rav Shemin. Stam Mishnah like Rav you would have thought, maybe the halacha is like Rav Shimon. Ordinarily, if you have a Bryce, so I know the halacha is not like Rav Shemin. But if I have a Stam Mishnah like Rav you would have thought, maybe it is. So the Gemara tells a story to teach me less to chash the Rav Shemin, that although there is a Stam Mishnah like Rav it's still Rav Sh and the aloha is not like this Rab Shemin. Another story. Sholach, Rabbi the Ravah, the the sent Rabbi Yosef the following Shailah. My Shaloi Bebezden, a woman who was selling the Yisoyimim's Nechosim Shaloi and this special kula, the Dachachamim, Gave the amana that she can go into the nechassim of the yisraelim and sell shalay bebesdin either mishumchina or sheein adam loytesh et es bazet ishtav whatever the reason is this kula that she has tzricha shvuah or ain't tzricha shvuah does she have to swear when she? goes through this process of selling Shalei Bebezen, or does she not have to swear? So what are we talking about? We'll go with the Shah, which is Rashi. Rashi says three words She just has to swear, the Shailu was, does she have to swear that she didn't manipulate this process in a fraudulent way, that she didn't take more than she was supposed to get, or she didn't sell the Nechassim for less than that worth? So does she have to swear that she did everything up and up, or there's no such halacha that she has to swear? So the Gemara says, so Bebezen responded to that why don't you ask a better Shaila? Why didn't you ask whether or not you have to do achraza. Now what's this halacha of achraza? So whenever Bezan used to go into the assignment's and sell it, let's say for the benefit of the assignment, said so it was a halacha they'd have to do achraza It's like if you have a sheriff sale, when houses go for foreclosure, so you announce it and you put ads in the papers. There's a certain legal process that the courts have to follow before they just sell off somebody's estate, somebody's assets. So the same exact halacha was true by Besnan. So before Besnan had a right to sell off properties of Yusayman, there was a 30 day period where they would make an announcement, give the buyers an opportunity to come to buy. The idea was to establish an efficient market. If people know about it, there would be efficiency. If it's an off market transaction that's happening, people don't really know what's going on. Chances are someone's getting a good deal over here, and it would be inefficient at the expense of the Yusayman. So the Besnan have a right to sell the Nechassen at the expense of the assignment for a price that would be beneficial to the buyer. So they had to work it through a, like a broker and, and by announcing it, so like this, all the potential buyers would be aware of what's happening. They would... Sorry, bu- sorry. They would raise the price a little bit thereby, meaning create an efficient market. That's the halach of hachroza. So Yosef of Shiloh was that you, Rabbi Breder who are a little bit concerned that maybe the woman's going to manipulate the price when she sells the nechosev. And as a result, you're thinking maybe she should have to swear. Ask a better, Shiloh. You should have asked, do you need hachroza? Now, hachroza happens before the shvur. And the reason it's a better shiloh is because once you would establish that there's achrazah, or in the event you would establish there's achrazah, at that point there'd be no reason to swear. What's the whole reason to swear? That maybe she should be lower the price. That's if it's a transaction that's happening off market that no one's aware of. But to the extent that it's happening publicly, there was a achrazah, so there's no room really for her to manipulate it. If there's no room for her to manipulate it, so then the halacha should be. Pashit that she shouldn't have to swear. So Rabbi felt, let's first be Mavar whether you need Achroza, and then afterwards we'll figure out whether she has to swear. And chances are, once we're Mavar, whether or not there's Akhraz, you won't have the second Shiloh. Because to the extent that we're Mavar, that there isn't an Achroza, then there's no point in Shvu anymore. Either way, Rabbi Redderava the the told him, akraza, le, kemimale, le. To me, Achroza, it's Pashit that is not a Shiloh. Because what about an Amanah who, rather than take the field from the Yusayimim and sell it. She took the field from the assignment. She just kept it for herself. It doesn't work. She could sell it. She can't keep it for herself. The Gemara says, why? If it's talking about that there was I meaning if every time the woman sells it, you need akraza, why shouldn't it work? Meaning, the Gemara thinks that the reason she could sell it but not keep it probably is, is because when she keeps it, then She's certainly doing her own thing, and she's very likely manipulating the price. If she sells it, ah, so now really there's a loikeach and there's a mecher and there's lawyers and there's Aden there's, 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 so there's a lot of people going around. So there, there's a better chance that it's not being manipulated, that it's being done in an efficient manner. But if you anyways need hachrozo, then why can't you keep it? What's the chash? She's manipulating the price. Not if there's hachrozo. If there's hachrozo, everybody knows the hachrozo itself establishes the market. So we're going to know what this is worth and what it's not worth and she's not going to be able to manipulate it you can announce it for 30 days, and therefore she's going to keep it. So if, meaning, if you need Akhraza anyways, then that means the whole Shail of can I keep it is nochta Akhraza. But if there was Akhraza, amai loyase voleyklom, then she could keep it, elav loyachrez. So it must be there was no Akhraza. And ula atzmahud loyase voleyklom, and for herself it doesn't work, even without Akhraza, ma'ashat, so that's it, so. And for a shirai, you don't need Akhraza. That was my Shailah. Being that you don't need Akhraza, maybe you need a if I didn't have a raya that you need a kroz, I would have asked, do you need a kroz? And afterwards, I would have thought about the shvua. But I felt that I had a foolish arrival raya from Rabbi Nachman said, they don't need a kroz. If you don't need a kroz, that's my shalom. Maybe you need a chraza, but the Gemara says, no, you have no raya from And the kuzlo the da Maybe really you do need a chraza. Ah, if you need a kroz, why can't you keep it for yourself? And the Gemara says, da amri La man shomlech. Man shomlech. These are big words, uh, big rashi over here, and other is showing him to explain exactly how this works, but the way Rashi seems to say is that the Takanas was he could sell it not keep it. And therefore, if you're giving it to somebody else, it's considered a mechira, but if you're going to keep it for yourself, you can't sell something to yourself. I mean that you can't sell something to yourself, so therefore, it doesn't work by keeping it, meaning it could be the reason you're not, the Amon is not allowed to keep it for herself is not because we're afraid she's going to play with the price. Because anyways had achraza, so she's not playing with the price. But there's a new reason of man shomlech, whatever the lumnus exactly is, it's a takono of mechira. You can't sell it to yourself. Again, however exactly that works, has nothing to do with Akhra Azo. And says, Ki hay, da hu y- yasmi. There was somebody who had a picodon. The Pikadin was, he was watching the straw of Yusoyman. Azal, Shomelon and Afsheh, and this person that he was watching the straw for, also owed him money. And he decided that he's going to now keep the straw as a piroyin for the money that's owed to him. Shomelon and and he... Estimated the value, Zuzi, and he kept it. Ayaker and kamish Then it went up in value. It went up to six hundred. Also the of He went to Rabami. He said, "I took it when it was worth four hundred. Now it went up two hundred. It went up in my I'm keeping the profits." I'm only told him, man shamlach, Those magic words. He says, "No, that doesn't work that way." Man shomlach. And therefore, he took it away from him. So you see, there's a svara man shomlach. again. Not exactly what that svara is, but there is a svara man shomlach, and it's in the along the lines of the Svar of Man shamlach, that the Ammon is not let to keep the field for herself. And it's not because we're concerned she's manipulating the price, because for all we know, and that's what Rabbi Yosef told Rabbi Reda Rava, that why are you only asking whether or not she needs a Shvua? does she need And after we establish whether or not there's a din achrozza, then we'll figure out whether there's alak of shuah. What's the bottom line? The hilchasa, the alloq is tsricha shwa, that she does need shwa, the in trich achrozza. However, there is no halach of a Incidentally, why is there no halach of a If Ordinarily Bezdin would never sell the chosma of Yesuiman without achrozza. Why here? Does she not need achroza? Says the Ran. It's the same reason that she's a lad of selshulaybebezdin, which is a kula. Why is she a lad of selshulaybezdin? Again, along that same line, there's another kula. Chalk it up as another kula. This kula is you don't need achroza either. So, again, many kulas that the Chachamim gave this Ammanah. When she's going to collect Mizaynas from Nechse Yisoyim. Mishnah Vaita. Ammana who had an outstanding Subah of So she got married, she was a Basula Now she's an almana, and the, her husband, the Yisoyimim, owe her. Masayim zuz. Umachra, and she went and she took the Nechassim of the assignment and she sold them. However, she sold Shavamana, she was a Seicher, the Masayim. She took $100 worth of Nechassim and she got a good deal. Somebody paid her 200 Zuz for something that was really only worth a mana. Boy, or shove a the mana, or to the contrary, she didn't do such a good deal. She took 200 zus worth of nechasim and she sold it only for a mana. In either case, niskabla ksubasa. We say that she got her ksuba. In the first case, niskabla ksubasa, because she actually got Messiah's zus. And although she sold something worth of mana for Masayim, so you can argue that although I got my Mosayim Zuz, but you only lost the mana, so let me keep that profit. That's not the way it works. That will be the topic of the Gemara. In the second case, she also got her Ksuba because she took 200 Zuz worth of Nechassen. I She only sold it for a mana. So again... Rashi says the We tell her at Sadat, you lost out. Who asked you to do such a bad deal? You took two hundred zuz worth of ksuba. You should have gotten the two hundred zuz. Mm-hmm. The fact that you didn't, that's your problem. Says the Mishnah his ksuba Let's say she had an outstanding ksuba of mana mana the dinar and she took a mana and a dinar's worth of nechasim and she sold it for a mana. So she got her mana. However, what she sold was worth more than her outstanding ksuba. So that's a contract to the first. Case in the first case, when she sold the more expensive piece of property, it was at least equal to the value of the xuba that was owed to her. In this case, she's owed a mana and she sells a mana and a dinar. Say, so here the Mishnah says a different aloha, mikhrabatal. Why mikhrabatal? She says because it's a mekkah she has no right to sell. A uh, mana and a dinar because she doesn't have a lien on a mana and a dinar, and being that she sold more that she had a lien on, the entire mecher is batal. And I feelu I even if she says you know I'm going to give back a dinah to the yarsh, It doesn't matter. batal. The mecher is always kaim. No, the halacha is that even if she sells more. The Mecha could be Kayim, unless she sells so much more. How much? Either if she sold a field, she sold an extra test cabin of a field. Ubegin, or if she sold a garden, she sold an extra Chatzikab. If she sold a field, she sold an extra base Reva. What's so special about that cheer? Tisha cabin of a field is considered a soda vifnei A chatzikab or a base of a garden is considered a garden vifnei So if you didn't just sell a little bit more of the field, you sold a whole other field, then a ready bottle. But just because you sold a diner's worth more, then in itself doesn't make the mechach bottle. Another related and she sold it in pieces, at first she sold a hundred zoz <laughs> and then the last person last one, she sold the money in a dinar only the last one is bottled bottle, because that's the one that went over the balance of how much was owed to her however, the first 300 those mechires were still within the amount of that was older, and therefore that mecher is going to be kind. So before we start the Gemara, there's a very gishmak, important place on the bottom of the Yomath. So we have over here a sugya, where an amana is owed masayim zos, and in one case, she takes a field from the assignment that are worth masayim zos, and she sells it for amana. In the other case, she takes a field that's worth amana, and she sells it for masayim zos. And either way, we have a shiloh of whether or not She's entitled to more ksuba. Now the mission says in both cases we go to chumrah. In either case she's not going to get any more ksuba because in either case, either she took the field that's worth Messiah Zuz, that's where she got the Messiah Zuz, or if she only took a field worth of money, she sold the for there, she got the Messiah Mzuz. But either way, her ksuba is considered paid off. She's not going to get anything else. Frey a cash what happened to the alocha of Eina? Jesus brings it from Yishalmi, me Parekh. Isn't there a of I know? What's a lock of I know? That if somebody sells something for a six or more, less than a six, more than a six of what its value is... The Mecher is going to be bottles. This is a classic case of an How could you have a mission that's discussing halacha where somebody sold something that's worth $100 for $200 or $200 for $100? Either way, there's an Aina for the Mecher or there's an Aina for the Lekech. Why? Because of Aina. Mm-hmm. And the Rishami brings two terutsim, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says the terrots, not for now. Rish Lakish says the aptepash Ein of the terrots. Aina, the karka is. No, we're discussing karka over here. And being that we're discussing. In karka, we know the rule. Einan olakarkoys. When it comes to karka, there's no halach of einan, and it's for that reason there's no einan. Am Reb Yechonon, Reb Yechonon in Yerushalmi turns to Yishloakish, and he says it's true. Einan olakarkoys. However, im hoye davar mufleg yesh lo hayanah. That if the einan was a dovar muflig, it was a huge einan. Then, yeshena, what does a Dover Muflig mean? So over here brings, Rabbeinu Hanano, Rabbeinu Tam, a whole lot of riches over here in Toys, that Toys says that although it's true, that's only with regards to the Iker Halacha Vaino, which is that if somebody sells something for more or less than its value by one-sixth, then there's a Halacha that the Mekach is bottle. How, that Halacha you don't have by Karka, but if the amount that you're off by is a Dover Muflig, what's the Dover Muflig? double its value or half its value, like the case over here in our Mishnah, so 100 for 200 or 200 for 100, if it literally represents the entire value, you sold it for two times its worth or for half its worth, there everybody is going to, even by Karka, that is Allah Chavina. And that's Rabbi Eichel, and told Rish Lakish that you can't just dismiss this Mishnah and the kash of what happened to the Israel by saying, because only works if it's not a Dover Muflik. If it's not a Dover Muflik, then the halach is Yesh Aynal Kakois. You have here an exception to the rule of Aynal Now, whenever you talk about Aynal Kakois, so it's important to speak out the Ramban Al This week's parasha, and Bahar. So you have the Ramban Al where the Ramban says a the Sefer Achenoch quotes this Ramban, Be'arichos. That says that although it's true, ainoi na likarkois. That's only with regards to the dine maminois component of isseroyno. Meaning the halachas of Aina comes with a whole shulchan aruch Very difficult halachas. Some say it's from the most difficult prokem All the perikazav. halachas. When you say no, anyway, you don't say no. So the dine maminis aspect, the cheshev aspect of aino, that you don't have by karika. However, if somebody is going to fool somebody and he's going to do a transaction that's going to make somebody lose money, the Issa where it says in the Torah, that Avada you're going to be over. The Halacha of Eina Nolakakos is only with regards to the Cheshav Mishpan element. However, with regards to the Issa heter that the Ramban says is no... There's no question... He says, look at the whole context of Pirates Bahar. Parish's Bahar starts. The first... Up until Shani, we're talking about Shemitah. that's karka. And then right afterwards, the next parish talks about know What do we talk? What's the kind? Con- what's the broader context in Parashas Bahar? It's all about kar. We're not talking about somebody who's selling a, a metal plane. We're talking about someone who's not selling he's not selling a car, he's selling karka. It's all about karka. So there's no question that the Torah is saying that there's aloha, even when it comes to karka. However, Abu Rabbi said, Mechila works, so well, Mechila. Whole lumbdas of, of exactly how it works. But either way, that's the sheetas Ramban. But Kiveger brings from a Tosaf in the beginning of Nesach that argues with this Ramban. The Mechaschenuch has a a, a and a Rambam, and he has a whole arichos that maybe the Rambam argues with the Ramban. So it would seem to be a Machloekis Rishonim whether the halach in another all is only with regards to the Cheshen aspect or in another all means that there's no iser Haya not either. On the side that there's no Isser, what's the Pshat? Why should there be no iser Haya not? Why not? So Poshet the beer is. Because karka doesn't really have a value. Why not? Because what gives property its value? Three things. Location, location, location. And no two pieces of property can have the same location. You can't have two pieces of property that that have the same block and lot number. It's not possible. So being that... There are no two pieces of property that are identical. So you can never tell me for certain that this is what this piece How do you know what something's worth? So you can have comparables. Oh, I know somebody that yesterday bought an, uh, an, uh, a car for X amount of dollars. That sort of establishes its value. So if you sell it by more or less than that, by a stoss, you're over the Israelite. No, but by character, what are you going to say? I know somebody that bought a piece of property for a certain... Really? He bought this piece of property? No. Where do you, what do you buy? The property across oh, It's across the street. It's not the same piece of property. In no L'Kakoyz is because there is no fixed price for Karka. And therefore, you never can be over the Isra That would be the Sevar that should be no Isra no either. If it's a more of a Chayishu Mishvet, then it works. With mechila the way the rabban speaks out. But either way, another khidish in the Halachas of Eno is that it could be it's only with regards to the Dini Mom in Shabai, not with regards to the Isra. Halacha the Shokh Norich and Simon Rishkov Zayden, Cheshemish, but who has I know? said the Paskins as follows. Siv Kottenhof Tess, Elud Vorimsh, Inland Oino, Avodim, Vastoris, Vahakarkois, that's what we need, Vahakteshois, A Filu Mocha Shove, Eleph Bedinor, A Shove, Dina elf. Amen Oino, says the Makaber, doesn't matter how Muslim the Oino was, irregardless, there's never a Loch of Oinobekarkois, says the Ramoth, Yesh the Daff God, Paul Gudramo Paskins, like out places in our sugya that it could be it's only at palga. Avo Yosef palga, you echod. Yosef shnayim. Have I know over there there would be I know it's machloekis mechab and Rama. Rav Kiveger, if you look here in Agoyes, Rav Kiveger says u misveka the dino being that it's a suffik in din machloekis mechab and Rama. Oyki acheskes marakamu bottle and mekach. Any time you're going to have I know that's going to be a dover or mufleg. So the is gonna always leave it by the marakama and the mekach is always going to be bottled. There's an interesting Sma over here. The Sma says, Veda, the marshal cause, The after is smatu hanimideno. That even though we have a mechaber over here that's memay certain things from ino, particularly karka in an olukakoy says the smat mikomakoy. And listen to this chiddush I know as Meinaz mamoy by karka is no worse than as devorim ugnevas das ubechla loysoino ishes achivim. And they're going to be included in the iser of loysoino ishas achiv. If the meicher doesn't know, then there's no inos. The varm no gnevis das. Also, the inos moment, You don't have the parish of vino. But to the extent that the meicher, or the lekech, one of the two parties are aware of the inos, says the marshal. Every inos mammon. Has it in an Enos Dvorim. And there's an element of Geneva's Das. So even though Enos Dvorim, but you're still going to be over in iser when it comes to Enos Dvorim. So you have three Chedushim in the Sugya of Enos Dvorim. Number one, Toysus in our Sugya, Beshem, Yerushalmi, the Makarish shitas Rabbi Yechanan, and Yerushalmi, that there are more Paskins over here in Cheshire Nishbad, Reish Chav Zayans, and that is that although Enos Dvorim, that's only the halachas of Shtos, but if it's a Dover Muflig, if it's a lot more than a Shtos, then Yesh Enos Number two, the Rambana La Torah in Parashas Bahar that says, Eidanola Kakois is only with regards to the Chesha Mishpat, but with regards to the Isser, the Lav, that you're going to have even by Karka. Mechashinach <laughs> has a Rambam, maybe that argues. Rabbi Kivega has a Toysimigun maybe, maybe that argues, but that is Al Kabon in the Raman Shito. And then you have the Sma, again here in Reish Chavzayin, B'Shem de the Marshal, that says that even when there's Eidanola but still you're going to have or maybe you're gonna have an Isr genevas das. just one ha'orah on I noas dvarim, it's this week's and it's something light to talk about, and that is the pasik says, So this is the second time in the Torah that it says the Israino. Al ish es achiv, and then later pasuk yedai have ish as amisai. So why does the Torah have to say it twice? So we know what Chazal say once to tell me I know as mamin and can Israel I know as dvorim. So I'll read to you Rashi. Rashi gives a few examples of I know as What are examples of I know as Number one, shle yakim tes and chep your friend. Number two, lo yashienu eitzah she'ena hoy loy. You shouldn't give a person an eitzah she'ena hoy genes lefi darkoi v'hana osay The yoyetz has some sinister judgment why he's giving. You the wrong advice. <laughs> so, included in the Issa a Reis <laughs> is a person cannot give his friend <included> an again. Certainly, to speak out. Rashi in Parashal's Kedoshim on the Possible. <laughs> what does it mean literally? Don't put a banana peel if a blind person's walking by, so you shouldn't slip. That's partial what it means. Rashi says, <laughs> not literally an <in> Ever. <laughs> if somebody is blind, with regards to a certain thing, then don't give him a michshol. Loisitain etza sheinu higanesle. Don't give him an eight sheinu higanes. So usually, eight iser etza sheinu higanes is attributed to the lifneiver. Loisitain michshol. How you know you're to give somebody an etza sheinu higanes? It's a Rashi chumish. It's Rashi chumish in two places. It's for lifneiver loisitain michshol in parshas kiddushim, and it's another Rashi in parshas Bahars. This Rashi is tucked away. Loisoynu ishesa misoy that included in the iser vaynoz dvorim is loshin Rashi loyashiyenu etza sheinu higanes. You're not allowed to give a person a Suchene against why would you need to Isurim, I'm not sure. But either way, you have a Neither Loisite and you have the Iser of the Ish Very good. So the Mishnah discussed an almana that took Nechosim of the Isoimimim and she sold it. She took a Masayim's worth of. Nechassim and sold it for a mono. or if she took a mana's worth of nechassim and she sold it for a masaim, either way she doesn't get kisu. Ex- <laughs> how come if she took a assignment's worth of nechassim and she sold it for a mono, we say that she doesn't keep it? The we tell her you lost out. You took a masaim's worth, you should have gotten two hundred dollars for. It. You got a hundred dollars, it's your loss. Faith the gemara then be consistent. Then of a That if she takes a hundred dollars worth of nechassim and she sells it for two hundred, let her at least keep the profit. If she keeps the losses, it's only fair that she keeps the profits in this halacha. Rabbi was so same the halacha of What's this of Somebody sends his Shliach to the market and he gives him money. He says, "I want you to buy." Produce with the money that I'm giving you. And he comes back with produce that's worth more than the money and the Mishalech gave him, meaning the Mecher added on a little bit, uh, a bissel Vites. He gave him a little more than what he was supposed to buy. So what's the Halacha? Who keeps it? So it says the Mishnah, the price HaKolo Shliach, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says it's the Shliach that keeps it. Rabbi Yosi says, no, they make a Yachloiku. The Shliach and the Meshalech divide that extra wheat, they split it amongst themselves. We have a place, Rabbi Yosi said, no, that all goes to the Balamois. It's not a steer. It depends on whether the thing that was added is a Dover Sheyesh meaning something that's usually bought per item, and he added an extra item, so we don't assume that he made a mistake, what he probably meant to do was, I'll, I'll throw you a bone, I'll give you a matona. Oh, I'll give you a matona. Who keeps the matona? So there they split it, the shliach, the mishalech. Could be he liked the shliach, and that's why he gave him a, an extra something, or maybe he liked the mishalech and that's why he gave him the extra something. It means that we're not sure, so it's a moment of the suffix, a that's the halacha. However, bedover, like le'kitzvah, so then we don't interpret what the meicher did as giving him a matona, but rather he was just more of a vik Rashi says you have to know in the in the this year here exactly how this works, but it's more of a vitor, less of a matana. And if it's a vitor, then there's no question, being that the shliach is acting on behalf of the mshalach. Hakol, it's all going to go back to the mshalach. Omer said, what's the No, so before we go right so what does it mean? Kan shana, Rabbi, right? What does Rabbi? What does the Gemara mean to say? That being that over here when she sold this soda, it was a dover davar like leikitzvah, and she ended up getting a hundred dollars more. Who gets that extra hundred dollars? So she sold land that was worth a mana, and she got masaim. The masaim that she got is davar she'in loy It falls into that category. Davar she'in loy If the you get more than you were supposed to get, hakol ba'la mois. In this case, it goes to the balakarka who owns the karka. When the woman sells the karka, it's the yisaim that owns the karka, and therefore any profits are going to go to the yisaim. That's what the gemara means. Kan Shana rebi? This is where Rebbe paskin the halacha. Like Rabbi Yossi, that by a dover she ain't like kits for hakolobalamois. Rob Papa said, Hilchasa, dover she like kits for cholkin, dover she ain't like kits for hakolobalamois. Michael Mashpalon, what's the Hiddish, what's Rabbi Papa coming to me in the By saying this Hilchasa, that she knew ya, this Shaninan, she knew you, that the Teretz, that the Gemara gave. To answer the steerer in Rabbi is in fact a good It Says the Gemara Vite, If somebody goes to shliach and he tells him, I want you to sell a lesseh worth of property, and he sold a little bit more. He sold a kura worth of property, My the meaning the kura he definitely didn't have rishus to sell. So that mechir is bottle. But what about the lesseh? The part that he did have a right to sell. Is that good or do you say that? Being that he missed the boat, he wasn't a kind of shlichus because he sold more than he was supposed to, so everything is bought. Do we look at him as if he's being at least the less of his hell. Or maybe we look at him as a maverad nothing is good. I want you to take a piece of meat and give it to my guest. So he's the waiter. So the Baal tells the waiter, take a piece of meat, give it to the guest. He goes to the guest and says, take two. They hate not and they took three. So there's a lot of uh, miscommunication here. But either way, the Baobayis said, give him one. He gave him two and they took three. So it says the Gemara, Malu, happy family. So the is that that kula Malu, they're all Meaning, if we found out afterwards that it was hectic, so everybody was over meila. The Baal was over meila because he was the one who initiated to Take one. The Shliach said, take an extra one. He was moyal for that. And the uh, who actually took three, they were frank to about, yeah, Varav have a the way we look at the Shliach is as if he's a <laughs> It's for that reason the balabayas is considered a mo. But if we look at him as if he's being been Maverat Varav, Balabayas am mo'. Being that the Shliach didn't listen to the balabayas he added, he didn't do what he was supposed to do, then Lukura. The balabayas should no longer be viewed as being Maya. Why? But the time we're going the Mishnah, Hasliach also Shlichusai. Balabayas ma. If, uh, Balabayis told the shlich to do something which would constitute me'ilah and the shlich actually did what he was supposed to do and the balabayis because the alach of is considered a moal. But also if he didn't do a shlichos, shlichach, the is considered a mal, and over here you're telling me that when someone is moisif, the balabayis is mal. So you say meres, that when you're moisif, it is considered that the shlichach is doing a shlichos because if the shlich didn't do a shlichach, then the balabai is wouldn't be have a that he's a al So translated into a cheshem mishpah case, if I tell my shliach sell me X amount of land and he sells a little bit more, at least what he was. Told to do is considered done, but the Gemara says no, it's not a riot, Because skin on. it could be the case. By me. it was a unique case. The Omer Luhu, where he told the archim, flew Achas Midaites Shalvabayes I want you to take one of the them, Midaites Shalvabayes, the Achas daiti, and one because of me, the and they ended up taking three. Meaning, he just said. If the Baal said, take one, and he went and just said, take two, it could be in that case that the Baal wouldn't be moyo, because he didn't do his shlichos, but he said, take one for the Baal and one for me, over there, he would be considered a... Stop here or two more minutes. Tosfos over here brings an interesting shayla, uh, an interesting halachic shayla. But rather than focus on the hard part of Tosfos, there's one very interesting piece here in Tosfos. Tosfos brings that Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael asked Rabbi Utam a shayla, and Tosfos says that Rabbi Nutam passed in the shayla one way. Then he was choiser. He passed in the shayla a different way. A hardcore choiser But I saw the sh'arim mitzionim ba'alacha is mitzayin uh, a very nice maharamakim. Shol Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael asked Rabbi He says that it's rare that you find in the Rishonim, that people had two names. So today, two names. The Chasidim have three, four names. But it, it, once upon a time, it was rare that people should have more than one name. By Tanom and Amiram, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Raptar from Rabbi Gamliel, it's very rare that you find anyone should have more than one name. And here you have in the Rishonim, Shul Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael as Rabbi Nutam. So he has a nice sustral. He has a Maramokim here, an Aruch Ashulchan. The Aruch is This actually has implications in Halacha in terms of Ksivas I'll just read to you a few excerpts of this Aruch Ye harbe prote dinim, Bemishi eslois ne shemois, Kemoche is borbus yatta de Schmire. Ach, but Perusha de Schne gam ye gam king gum Different way. There are different types of people that have two names. And he has five categories. They're all interesting. There are people that when they were born, they were given two names. Ka'shem harbe. Like we find today a lot. the second category is, she'shem who, it's really one name, ela Shemze, zei yesh lo'yikinoi For example, mi'shem koyin lo'yishnei Shem Yidaleib or are you Shema HaKadr Shalai, Zev, Ay Binyamin. U'mi Shikar Ino, Zev, Be'er, Shem HaKadr Shalai, Doiv, Ay Yisachar. U'mi Shikar In mechel <Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> So that's a second category. So it's two names, but really it's two different languages, and that's why. That's why it's two names. The third category is. Sometimes they have to add a name for Rufu. That's another example of somebody that would have two names. there's a fourth example. So nobody knows him as, with both names. But there's some people that call him with this name. Some people then <laughs> Some people knew, Most people knew our Miriam, but there were some people who knew The fifth category is So he has already aliases. <laughs> so it depends on which countries and what coast he's on. <laughs> so now he gets going from one city, going from the east coast to the west coast. So so what's his name going to be? khan Shem mock mokem aksiva, shem shal mokem aksiva, but Klau God ol tzarich lo das. like this whenever you found two names by the Gemara of the Rishonim it was either the fourth or the fifth category meaning the person was never called by both names either it was called by this name or it was called by, this, or by the other name nobody ever had two names you don't find anywhere a Tana or a Moira that had two names oh, you tell me Abba Shol, you found one? No, Inriel the Echon, Atoyak, my Rebbe, in the parentheses, Zulas Toises Ksubis Sadik Hashemavetz. It's the only place you find it. Literally, our Toises right here. The only time you find anywhere in the Zmanu Rishonim where somebody should have two names. The Gam Kinuyim Lo Haybiyamei Him. It says even Kinuyim you don't find the Gam Shinu Hashem It says even when they used to add a name for a Chayli, they didn't do it the way we do it today. Hayashinu Hashem Mamish Shehechlifu Sheh Hayoshan L'Shem Chadosh V'Loi Kinoy Getzleinu Hashem Maisifin Hashem V'arei B'Toyro Inu Gam Ken Shinu Hashemus V'Loi Haysofah which is the fourth or the fifth type of two names Either way, this is the only place that you find, says the Aruch HaShulchan, going back to his manner Rishonim or earlier than that, that anybody should have two names this is Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael who asked for the name